we know what we know, but we don't know what we don't know, right? So if we know our story, and even if we're not happy, we kind of stick to it and we become a victim to it. How do we use it? Mags, how do we use it? Welcome to the Talking Minds podcast. You know, life is a journey. My name's Marcus. My name is Mags. And together we will discuss how the endpoint isn't the destination. Welcome back. Episode six. Episode six. Episode six. Speaking from the scar, not from the wound. Now, this definitely leads on from the last episode um, about the four thieves of happiness. But it's this is the biggie, right? Because we can kind of go and do that work and we can find peace with ourselves but how do we use all of that past stuff maybe all that garbage all that stuff that we thought about ourselves and how do we use it to fuel our future because we know what we know but we don't know what we don't know right so if we know our story and even if we're not happy we kind of stick to it and we become a victim to it how do we use it mags how do we use it well, I can tell you how I used it, uh, but probably not everyone's going to do it that way. But uh, for me, well, I'm writing I'm writing a memoir, which um, I started literally the day after I had the surgery because it came to me. And at the time, I had no idea what it's going to be about. Um, but why I'm mentioning it, because we think we have a story. We, we think we know how, how our life was and and how it shaped us. But uh, those are stories that you, you know, you remembered the way they happened at the time of happening. If you never reflected on them, you're not going to really know actually what you've learned there or even see how um, how you acted. Maybe, you know, you actually probably done much better than you remember. So reflecting is a very good way of reshaping your story because there's always a lesson in everything that we're going through but if you're never going to go back and reflect on it let's say you're never going to go back to your heartbreak or to you know um, a loss of someone or something a tougher in your life um, then you're going to continue the story that you most likely um, started at the time of it happening when you were wounded when it was uh, you know when it was very painful so it's not really the 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 truest essence of the story and with time we learn more things so we gather those insights we gather that wisdom and when I was starting um exploring some of my memories I just really randomly started you know whatever memory popped up I would go in there and as soon as I started doing that I was like wow oh my god like this actually now that I'm looking at it, it's completely different than to what I remember or the feelings, um, the, the way I see myself is different or even the whole um, experience that I see, I see it in a different light yeah. because you always have, you always look at something from whatever level of consciousness or the wisdom that you have at the moment. So if something happened to you or you're still so upset about something when you were 16 and now you're like 38, I mean, just have a look at it, how it's, revisit what's happened because you're not you're now going to have so much more wisdom yeah and I would, I would definitely say that if anybody wants to really deep dig deep into that moving through um those areas um go and go and have a look at ken wilbert and integral theory because that is really really amazing stuff and and that the integral theory is that you you can understand where you are in that level but to be able to 
you build on top of it, right? And the mind works that way as well. So for you to move into consciousness, you have there's a pathway that you have to go through. But one of the words I wanted to just pull up on that you said was reflect. Um, because one of the things, I think it's Mary Morrissey who kind of started this back in the day, um, mirror work. And what's very interesting is the amount of people that when I ask them, can you look in the mirror at yourself, especially can you do it naked? Can you look in the mirror and just accept who you are in this moment? And um, it sounds a bit pervy, doesn't it? It's not. The whole point of it no, is... No, I've done a lot of mirror work. Yeah. It's very helpful. It very is. Powerful. It is. And one of the things, especially what I've found when I've had female clients, um, and especially if they've, they've had kids, right? So when you have children, they have a massive impact on your life because all of a sudden you're not looking after yourself. And I know this as a, as a dad, the pressure that I kind of put on myself to provide for my family, even though my wife earns more money than I do, right? But I still have that hunter-gatherer, need to go out with spear and provide with family and protect <laughs> me, man. Okay, so um, I, went off, I went off tangent there, mirror work. So my point was, is that when I talk about, let's say, um, stretch marks is a great one, right? oh, I don't have the body that I used to have. I've got stretch marks and I've got this. Okay, why do you have the stretch marks? Oh, when I have my children. Do you hate your children? And they go, no, of course not. I love my children. But the stretch mm. marks came from your children. They're, are they scars or are they medals? Are they things that you should cherish? Going back to the last episode, who's judging that? Everybody has cellulite. Everybody has scars. Yeah. Everybody has these things. We're all imperfect. And, and actually when we look at the people that we resonate with people that we love, do we judge them off their looks? No, I know lots of beautiful people who are toxic as anything. And there are other mm. people that may be more yeah, and very subjective anyway. Someone can very, be attracted yeah, right? to that will be attractive to me. Exactly. So, so we need to be attracted to ourselves because actually the most, I, I personally, I believe this, the most attractive thing in anybody is self-confidence. And when I say self-confidence, I don't mean self-confidence in an egotistical, because you can see through that. Yeah, bit. I didn't get it that way, but I know. Yeah, I know. I just, yeah, just want to clarify that, is that your Instagram self-confidence isn't self-confidence. Self-confidence, going back to the other ones, it's vulnerability. It's being able to walk your path, to be able to have those difficult conversations and to know who you are. And that's, I think that's what speaking from the scar and not from the wound is all about. <clears throat> coughing again um it's about embracing your flaws it's about knowing that they're there but not that any of those flaws they are part of you they are not separate from you and they make you the person that you are right yeah and i think i think you actually only can gather this wisdom um when you when you heal because i was just thinking about my situation and a lot of it um, part of my story that I never wanted to share with anyone before I, you know, start processing it uh, was the judgment that I would put, the story I would put in my head, you mm. know, what people going to think of me, what's the what's going to be the, the judgment from others and all that. But the moment I started healing, so obviously you're going to have to do the work yourself. That's why it's the inner work. So you have to like have your own understanding. You need to come back to yourself. So my first... Uh, I mean, it took me a while to go to the self-love bit as well and to understand that actually what I'm looking here, looking for here is 
give myself the validation, give myself the love that I may have been craving from others or may have, you know, like missed um, in certain situations throughout my life. Um, so yes, with self-love and comes self-confidence, with self-confidence comes authenticity. authenticity. Uh, because to me, being authentic, it's it's a word that it's, you know, like probably overused these days mm. as well. Uh, but to me, um, being authentic is being um, accepting every part of who you are. And you don't need to go and share, overshare everything about you. But if someone asks you about something, you don't hide that. No. You don't hide that part from you for fear of being judged or being looked at differently or, you know, and if they do, because people can still, just because you are authentic doesn't mean people are not going to judge you. Ideally, we're going to live in a world one day that everyone's just going to love and accept you for who you are. But we know that we live in the times that, you know, there's still going to be people that might not accept my story, may laugh at me, may have other judgments or compare me to someone else or, you know, have opinions about me. Uh, but that's why it's so important to practice the self-love, because it's not like those opinions are not going to come your way. But if you have the self-love, this is going to be your armor. So right now your armor is not being vulnerable. Yeah. But if you have self-love, not only you have the armor, but it's just like going to literally push away. Push it away, yeah. That doesn't resonate with it because they know that they can't hurt you. And once people know that they can't hurt you, they're not even going to try because they will very quickly realize. Um, I want to tap into that word heal. Because I think that actually, if we think about a scar, we might Stardy. think scars, a scars, a scars are a bad thing, right? But what is a scar, right? What is a scar is the process of the body healing itself, right? So yes. it's self-love. It's it's the body. Now, one of the things that's really interesting is that if we look at the mind and we look at the physical health, we would go. Say we've got a broken leg, we would go to a doctor, and we would go. The doctor is going to mend my leg. You talked about this before with your ACL surgery, right? But the doctor doesn't heal the leg. You heal the leg. What the doctor does is, if they're good, is create an environment in which you can heal. Now, Marissa, my mentor, Marissa Peer, tells a really good story about self-healing on a physical level, which is also with the mind. She tells about a friend of hers who had cancer, and went to a doctor in Harley Street. So, you know, you would think it was a it was stage four cancer. And the doctor said, there's a 5% success rate. Okay. What did she hear? There's a 95% chance she was going to die. So she told Marissa this story. And Marissa said, I know this really good oncologist in Harley Street. Let's go and see him. This is what like, this oncologist said. He said, I'm the best oncologist in, in the UK. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that you can move through this. He didn't promise that he was going to get rid of the cancer. He didn't promise anything. What he said is he said, I have belief in myself. I know what I can do. And I'm going to do everything I can to help you. Have a guess what? Mm -hmm. She got the, the cancer went. Why? Because now she believed in herself and she believed in him because he didn't come up with a statistic. What, what happened was I'm with the best. If I'm with the best, then I, I can do nothing other than succeed. The self-belief created the environment inside that allowed her to heal. And your mind is no different, is that 
if your mind, your ego, your psychology has been damaged from when you were a child, because a lot of it is childhood. It can be little T traumas, little A abuses. They don't have to be big things. As adults, we have to go in there and find that. And very much what we do as coaches and as me as a coach and therapist is that we we work in that area of transformation, okay, which is like a scar. So it will go from an open wound to start to heal. Now, if we're just going to put a plaster over that, then the wound may never heal. It may stick yeah. together and the blood might not come out, right? But no, we'll be in solution is nice. But we look, we, yeah, we look to what 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 environment needs to be created for you to heal yourself. And I use the word heal in in quotes. You'll see it on YouTube, not on on the podcast. Um, because one of the things that I often challenge people about is when they call themselves healers. You are not healers. You you can heal yourself, but you cannot heal anybody else. What you can do is create and set an environment whether that be energetic physical mental emotional you can create an environment that allows people to feel safe and secure to heal the body wants to heal the body wants to help marissa has this called the dick method it's quite funny yeah, um, you've probably seen it right so it's where it's where you're where you're where you're telling you're telling the body it's okay you've now got the environment you're commanding compelling directing instructing your body to heal because it's saying it's safe to heal now because if you're a a a wounded animal and you're being chased by a tiger or something um and it's cut part of your leg you're going to keep running until you're safe you know but um it's easier said than done. And oh, that's, yeah, you know, and that's why having a coach or a therapist is important. Is, well, I'll just imagine your leg is healed and, you know, I'm, I've been here two years in pain. You yes. go and imagine you're healed. So I just want to make that clear to others. And that I think it's true because where... we did a session, right? We did a session on that. Yeah. And, I was and emotionally, like, oh, you probably had a shift, yeah. but it hasn't fixed your leg because no, it hasn't. I, can't, I can't fix it. All I can do yeah. is, is try and give you tools, try and set an environment. And I yeah. think this is really important is that we look, going back to the other the other podcast episode about mm-hmm. validation, we're looking to others. And what you've described throughout all of this podcast series is about the acceptance of this is where you are and what can I do next? And, I and- think my whole transformation really, really started the moment I surrendered. And yes. I was like, okay, I've done everything. I've tried specialists. I and I realized that the that my condition, the condition I am putting on myself, because obviously I was not aware that I'm putting any conditions on myself. Mm-hmm. But um, when it finally hit me, I was like, oh my god, it, it's it comes back to that giving the power away. But it's also the condition. When my leg is healed, I can be a coach. I can do this. I can, you know, all the things that I've planned for myself were conditioned on my leg being healed because obviously when I envision uh, my life and whatever I want to do, I want to I wanna have my leg healed because that's the ideal situation. And I didn't realize that I'm kind of holding myself back with going after what I already could be going after because I'm waiting for that leg to be healed. Yes. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm focusing all my energy on this on this leg. Like I still was doing other stuff, but really my headspace was was just 
but it's so hard. So I get it. Anyone with chronic pain, anyone with anything that is long lasting for a while, like two years of chronic pain is a, is a, you know, it's, it's, Mm. it's hard. It's like you, it's super hard to imagine even how I am with my leg functioning. And that's a sentence that when I found, um, I was recommended a new lady, new acupuncture lady, and she's amazing. And she was the one that said it. And then it hit me because sometimes you just got to hear it from someone else before it hits you. And she said, um, you need to, your leg doesn't remember how it is without pain. And when she said it, I was like, oh my God, I don't remember how it is without pain. And I was just like, I had this massive epiphany when she said it. I was like, oh my God. And at that moment, I was like, she's going to help me. She's she's onto something. She is what I need. And that's when I was like, okay, one, do I really need my leg to be functioning 100% for me to be a coach, for me to, you know, try to find a publishing deal, finish my book and all that kind of stuff. Do I really need my leg? No, it's an ideal environment, but I don't need it. Can I accept the situation how it is? But, you know, the fear for me could have been that um, if I give up, that if I choose to surrender, then I give up on the healing. Then Mm -hmm. I give up on my leg and I accept it. So acceptance in a way that I give up and then my leg will stay and will never heal because I just decided, okay, I give up, I, I surrender. But surrender doesn't mean I give up. Surrender. Yes, and that's, I, yeah, I, I think that's really important. Everything as it comes, I will still do what I want to do and I will still tackle it, but I will not have this as a condition for me to do other things or for condition to love myself or condition to do something. You know, like we said before as well, when something happens, I can do this. That is a condition that you put on yourself because just because you're limited in something, I mean, like my boxing is so much better now because I couldn't use my legs. So I couldn't do much of uh, Muay Thai. So I practice boxing. I did seated boxing. It's just an example. But, you know, one thing is taken away. You go and you have more in something else. So just think outside of the box. Don't dwell. If I focused on my leg and being, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I wouldn't even go and do anything. I'd be miserable because I would just focus on the lack. So it's the same with lack and scarcity and abundance. If you focus on the lack, you're going to see evidence of lack everywhere. If you focus yeah. on abundance, you will slow Surrendering is difficult. I mean, I remember Very being difficult. Forced. I think it's one yeah. of the hardest it things. Is, it is the hardest thing because it doesn't... It, it goes against all of our programs throughout centuries. And I remember, all the logic, all the, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know the I re- so when I was going through my big money mindset shift, which money has been a massive one. You probably have noticed that through the podcast. I, do, I use it as an example. Yeah. And it's because it's one of the biggest things that I've had to really work on myself. But I remember back in 2020, when I started doing this kind of full time and everything was going fine, the COVID hit. And all the, all the clients, and it was like, what the fuck's just happened? Where is everybody? And we were at a point where we thought we were going to lose the house. Michelle got made redundant. <laughs> so, like, we'd been working, both of us, since we were 16, and all of a sudden, no money coming in, no government help, no nothing. And I remember being in this room that I'm in now, just to the left here. And I remember just going on my knees and just breathing and just saying to the universe, I don't have the answer on how... I get out of this. I'm handing it over to you. It's the same as prayer, right? However, what I did was I surrendered the feeling because what I did is I went, okay, have you come through difficult times? Yes. So I went back to that time of when I actually broke 
Yeah. Yeah. And then I, then I so focused on what was it that I did afterwards? What happened? Was was it as big a catastrophe as what I thought? Right. So what yes. I surrendered, what I surrendered doing was was to then to say, what am I? Am I stupid? Am I? Can I go and do this? What are the options? Would would the option be that I could go now and get a job, even if it was working in a field or laboring? Could I go and get money to pay the bills? Yes, of course I could. The fear was that I'd stepped into this new era of my life, which I wanted I to get. Know, this is going to be a as, as on its own, it's pretty scary. Yeah. Um, and you said an idea when you were telling about those things uh, <clears throat> that if anyone, you know, sometimes we don't see our accomplishments we don't value our accomplishments or we just really blind to them so what came to me is a good thing to um, you can literally just write down think of things that at the time of them happening they seemed like the massive yes. massive challenge that you overcame and um, even if it's like a breakup like I had this breakup that it took me forever to to do it because of whatever reasons right and and I was writing on it um when I was when I was working um and you know even like going through this memory I was like wow this is such a thing that I would think wouldn't happen to me now that you know I've overcome like I've grown but it was connected with um me not being able to speak up for myself which is kind of a theme in my life later on mm-hmm. while I started healing and doing the work I was like oh this is actually a pattern of mine mm-hmm. so one you want to do this big things just so that you're aware so in times like you just described when COVID hit and you're like okay what the hell is going to happen now same with me my surgery what the hell is going to happen now first thing I did I was like okay what have I overcome in my life I had this I had this I had this okay and now I've banned so I'm going to be fine it was a simple very quick assessment right like it's a big thing but I've done big things already in my life because you know I was aware of them um one way or the other so that's a good thing. And then you can um, look for patterns in those things or look for how yes. you handle that. Because those could be your solutions or those could be your patterns of, okay. And you might be you may be surprised that there's completely different experiences, but your pattern is the same. The same. So that's how I, yeah, I heal myself. recognition. I love that I like I engineered my own healing journey because I was writing this book and I had like this random memories popping out and I was just going through them. And at the beginning, I was like, what the hell is with me? Like, this is not going to make any sense. That's not going to be a book. Like, it's all like, you know, different parts of my life that makes no sense. And once I, you know, then I had coaching and I had other things. And then I looked again and I was like, oh, my God, these are all my triggers. This is all this all makes perfect yeah. sense. And then and I just saw the pattern. I didn't go to the therapist to tell me I have patterns I figured this out on my own by exploring my own memories and the reactions and having the knowledge that I gathered through all these new things that I've been let me pause you there let me pause there because this speaks to something about what can I do so if somebody was to say why go to a coach a good coach or even a good therapist or somebody who can help you right why would you do that and not do it yourself, right? This is what I would say. You and I, the reason why we can do what we do and why we're good at what we're doing is because, not because we've been to some college and learned some theory about something, we've lived that experience. So what we're good at 
is being a mirror to allow people to see the pattern recognitions so that they then can come up with their own solutions. Yes, we have tools, but I think this is the big difference between what coaching does. A great coach has done the work. I will never work with a client that I've never, I've never done that myself. I won't do it. I refuse to do it because you can do as much as many courses as you want and you can have the tools which are things like asking great questions you can do all that information but on a deep somatic level a great coach is somebody who can give you a way of viewing that experience in a different way yes and i just want to quickly speak into this because yeah just because i did it by myself i i I did it by myself for like a year uh and that was because that was my other pattern that you know i was convinced that i gotta go through my life on my Can't own trust anybody else to help you right nobody's yeah. ever gonna be there exactly so it wasn't because hello uh, it was because <laughs> it was perpetuating my own pattern that at the yeah. time it's becoming more and more clear and trust me throughout that year i had many times i was like i'm going crazy this is bullshit whatever whatever so if i had a coach already then i probably would have progressed faster i probably would have had yes. those meltdowns or certain things that i'm going crazy or whatever and uh, but it came to me at some point it came to me or other things you know fell into place and i started seeing isn't uh, it crazy, Mags? Isn't it crazy? I'm laughing here because isn't it crazy? I know, I know. Isn't I'm it, like, cra- I'm isn't it crazy? And then now I'm going to be a coach. Of course I'm going to be is a coach. It, isn't that- it, yeah, isn't it crazy that both of us can say, Emma. I did this and I did that and I did the other. But would you say 100% at the point that you got a coach, things sped up and you did it a lot quicker? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And you do need someone to like, I was even at some point, I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to my therapist uh, just to like kind of fill her in and what I'm doing just so that she can just tell me, yes, maybe you're on the right track. Because at some point, you're going to need someone. You're going to like, again, validation is from you, but validation and just having someone to. Is it validation like, though, or is it reflection? It's not a validation. It's I reflection, isn't it? I, I would yeah, say, when you don't like, do that, it's not about validating, it's about. This is my vision of what I'm seeing. Yeah. Energetically, am I missing anything? What a coach or a therapist exactly. is, it's more like is help you see your blind spots. Well. They you help you see your blind spots. Yeah. They, yeah. And they're like, um, you know, yeah, you might be able to reverse your car, but actually just having a, 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 a parking camera on the back of your car makes life yeah. easy. It doesn't mean you can't yes, park your car. Exactly. But exactly. it's a useful, it's it's a useful just, uh, aid, right? Um, yeah. And it's it's a little bit like, you can you can say this to anything you can hand wash all of your clothes and you'll get it'll take a lot or you can go and buy a washing machine you can walk everywhere you could walk from london to sydney you could theoretically i mean you have to get a boat at some point unless you're jesus clearly but (laughs) my point is it would take a lot longer and you would learn something on that. But if you want to get from A to B. Yeah, coaching is really just fast tracking. Just fast tracking. So it's it's where do you want to get that investment? Do you want to stay in that place? Do you want to, coming back to speaking from the scar, from the wound, one of the things that I personally didn't want to do and still don't is I don't want to go and be a victim and just go, my life's crap and it's rubbish and this is this is that and the other. And there are therapists and counselors that will allow you to do that to offload and stay as a victim and all the rest of it. The reason why I got into what I do now is because 
actually that was the type of services that were open to me. I didn't want to be a victim. I wanted to know why I felt the way that I did. I wanted somebody who could just give me some guidance. I was determined enough. I was the type of person that you give me a little bit of a framework. I'll kind of work it out. But I just needed that safety. I needed that environment to heal. I needed that environment to be able to, you know, seal up that wound so I could move forward. Now, even when the, the scar comes on the wound, it doesn't mean that there might not be tissue damage. It doesn't mean that, you know, you might not get rid of that completely, but like your ACL, but at least you're going, okay, I've made that one micro move. What's the next thing? And sometimes you have to go left and right rather than forwards. The, the, the journey that we're on isn't yeah. just a straight line um, going up, you know? So if you were going to, how does somebody, somebody who's listening to this, who's something's clicked that they've realized maybe they've been a victim. What for you was the pivotal point when you made that switch over from speaking from the scar, not from the wound? What was, what was the thing that happened in your life? that allowed you to make that move or who came into your life or what was it that maybe forced you or you had that realization of I've got to do this and you had that self-belief can you remember that moment um let me think well definitely just to look into my past was with the surgery right so we talked about it already that I felt um, like I knew just, just knowing that I'm actually running. So it was like a epiphany of some sorts or, or rather just, you know. Like a gut um, feeling that something just. Yeah. I mean, you kind of know, I feel like, you know, what your issues are, but you just pretend you don't know. So you're in denial. So, so that's that like, point. What was that pivot point where you were kind of in denial, but you kind of went, as Mel Robbins would say, nobody's going to come and help you. Nobody's yeah, going to well, save you. That was, so that was the ACL surgery, but I wouldn't say that then I started speaking from the from the scar because the wound was just being opened at that stage. Yeah. So my uh, point of going in there was the ACL surgery. So you've got to uh, clean the wound out first though then, right? Yeah, of course. you got to go. Because it won't heal if it's not clean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it may be, it's going to be messy, but that's what comes to, I think Sahara Rose says this, that your mess is your message. And yeah. uh, that's how uh, knowing your just reframing, because we tend to think the things that uh, we are most ashamed of or the, the hardest parts of our life are the ones that we need to be hiding, are the ones that, um, you know, we shouldn't talk about. But usually if you look in your purpose or if you look at things that then you're going to be good at, they're actually connected with the things that you overcame in your life. So mm. that we just laughed five minutes ago that, oh, of course, now I'm going to be a coach because I was resisting getting a coach and resisting asking for help my whole life. So now my purpose is to help people <laughs> that I know are going to be resisting the same thing that I was resisting my whole life. Uh, that's just an example. But in your mess, in the, the the toughest things of your life, those are the, where the lessons lie, and usually that's where you're going to find. So what I'm hearing, so what I'm hearing, and this goes back to episode one, the why. Mm. I think the first thing that you have to do is accept that the wound is there. I think yes. that's, you have to accept the wound. You don't need to give any judgment, no shame, no guilt. You just, I'm not in the place that I need to be. I think so. And then the question is why. Now, yeah, that's I think a difficult one because it's fuzzy. 
Some it's people may you know, denial may be so strong they may they may not know what is the. Word. But why am I denying that? Am I happy? But exactly, but am I completely, utterly, amazingly accepting my situation right now? And I want to. Do I want to be exactly where I am right now, ten years from now? Like. Yeah in the sense of how I feel. So if, if we look at that yes, from a surgery point of view, if we look at it from a physical point of view, okay, yeah. I've got an injury and on the outside, the leg looks okay, right? The leg lo doesn't look physically anything wrong with the leg. You know, it looks like a leg. We've got to investigate. Oh, it didn't for a while. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I'm just, I'm just, what I'm saying is, is that outwardly we might look no, I know, everything's I know. fine. Outwardly everything might be fine. I'm just trying to use a physical metaphor. But if we're going to dig deep into a wound to A, see what the problem is, B, to clear it out, and you don't have the expertise in doing that, then you're going to have to go to a surgeon, right? And a coach, a therapist is a surgeon for the mind. They're, they're the ones that are going to go in there and help you understand why that wound might be there in the first place. Root cause. The second thing is, though, and this is where we lean more into coaching, is, okay, we found what the mess is. How then do we move out of that place and start the healing? Because the what, which is kind of the end result, then would be really the scar, wouldn't it? So when we're saying we're speaking from the scar, not from the wound, it's only because we've had to go into the wound, clean and heal the wound and come out and that's how our mind works right so our fear our judgment starts in our amygdala in the center of our brain our, our primitive brain and we need to go into that aspect of self to then come through our limbic system and then bring all of that out and, but often we we look from the outside in rather than the inside out so speaking from the scar not from the wound is there's something called the valley method. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's like speakers do the valley method or my coach yeah. called it saggy boobs, yeah. but it's saggy boobs. Um, because if you listen to, and if any of you listen to this podcast, if you listen to any great speakers, Lisa Nichols is amazing at this, but yeah, they, take you, they, take you, they take you into the valley and back out of it again. So what they'll say is, this is where I was, this is what I learned. So I went into the wound and this was how I came out of it. And this was the end result. So a, a result is going but in. But that's a good indication how you should look at life, really. Yeah. Because it's going to be okay or you're going to just be doing something and then something's going to happen that's going to bring you down. And then however you handle it, it's going to, it's what's going to bring you back. So you yeah. either stay here and a lot of us just stay there, stay in that valley without realizing, because again, we could have just give our power away, thinking that the circumstances um, dictating what we're yeah. doing, which is not true. We are and the people that you're surrounded by or talking to will also yeah. will may maybe in the valley with you because their understanding and their knowledge. When I've spoken to psychotherapists and people about my journey and they've got, oh, you can't do what you do with people. You know, you can't get over PTSD, anxiety is thing. That, right, okay, that's fine, but that's from your perspective. That's from your learning. Most of that learning was based back in the 1930s and 40s. Neuroscience has moved yeah. on since then. There's lots of stuff that tells us now, neuroscientifically, that the mind is plastic. It can move, it can, it can mold, yeah, it can no. change. The science is out there, but if you're not, aware of that 
And you can be aware of that information, but how do you somatically do that? Well, that's one of the things that I personally do. That's what transformation is about. I've tried everything on myself and I'm only teaching what's stuck with me, what helped me. And I've done multiple things over the last two years because at the beginning I was just searching and searching, hoping again that to get rid of that condition that I put on myself, which I didn't even realize is a condition. And then I just got curious because then I already discovered that I want to be a coach. So I was like, well, let me try everything that's out there that I can get my hands on to see what I actually like because, yeah, I'm not going to be teaching things that I don't like because that's not going to give me any pleasure um or satisfaction so um i'm gonna pick and choose the the ones that i think are the most efficient that give the most impact because there's a lot of things out there as well so um, i think i think that's an important thing to say is that there is no one answer i know from my own journey um i've i've used rtt some russell's method which is what i'm trained in that's that's my main root thing coaching reiki breath work they're all they're all tools that many of us but yoga um we all bring these different tools in when we need them at the right time so one coach one therapist one um surgeon one it does you need to have a directory of people i have a directory of people now that if i go oh i want to work on this now okay i've tried that that's not really done it let me do this and let me that you build up and a good coach will take all of those experiences from different people and then they can bring that in yeah, i refer so I think quite a lot now and I also have people. an arsenal of tools so i'm creating yeah. a course which is going to implement at least five or six tools that i've learned and i deem the most efficient yeah. because as you said certain things i want to do eft tapping on certain things i'd rather do a meditation some of the things i prefer hypnotherapy so i know what works best for me so i'm just going to use the tools so you know like i can i can i and i have the variety as well because mm. sometimes you can be like oh i can't really be bothered to do a meditation what else can i do oh i can actually express my emotion just by via dancing so i'm going to dance for three minutes intentionally uh you know and i'm going to get rid of the the energy that is in my body so the more you know the more tools you have the more variety you have to pick as well so it's to me and this is why we're doing this right this is why we're doing the podcast yeah. because we are yeah so you know that coaches. there's plenty of things out there it's not just one thing it's yeah. not just talking it's not just whatever uh you can pick and choose you don't need to you know, limit yourself with one thing and then stick to it forever. Cause that kind of like, maybe I thought that as well, once I started talk therapy, then now I need to continue the talk therapy for yeah. at least that amount of times until it brings me results that I'm satisfied with. And but it's, it's about not giving your power satisfied. away as well, isn't it? I'm, exactly, I'm, I, love, exactly. I love when I have new clients or even when I'm working with clients, I will always say to them, challenge me. I am not your guru. I am I am here to support and help you. This is your journey. And I think sometimes we give our power away by maybe somebody's got lots of letters after their name or they went to a particular college or university and they've been hailed as this great person, but they're just humans who've, may, yes, may have certain information. But again, don't just go off what they're saying. Ask them why. Why are you doing that? I remember I went to see an osteopath, a really good osteopath in Manchester. Yeah, and as, I went there as well. As, as he mean, was, I think the videos are actually on my Instagram. But as he was doing it, I was saying to him, can I just ask, why are you doing that? 
And he, he loved it because he, he some people don't want to do that, right? But for me, I'm I'm an investigator. I I, and I want to know why something is doing that. Because if I know why, all of a sudden now, if I learn something from that, not only do I gain that gift of that knowledge, I can pass that knowledge on to other people. And I say this to clients. I know thousands of other coaches. And if I don't know the answer, I've got a group of people that I can go and ask. You know, Come across yes, this yeah. What would you do? So, but that comes with um, self-acceptance in a way yes. as well, because if you're not confident and you don't love yourself, you're going to be afraid to admit that you might not know something. Yeah. Um, so that comes with with kind of that wisdom as well, that it's okay not to know. You are not meant to know everything. And it's okay to say that as well. It doesn't mean that you are a terrible coach or a terrible uh, whatever that you do. It just means that you need to gather a bit more information and come back with a solution or do some research. Yeah. And there's always a way that you can find more and information. I think that, I think that this is a, a really good kind of point to lead on to the next episode, which is, I think the conclusion that we've got to, certainly in the last two episodes about the, the four thieves of happiness, the this validation and codependency, um, the speaking from the scar and not from the wound. I think the thing that brings all of that together is environment of self, but environment of others, who you surround yourself with. And in the next episode, we're going to be talking about the power of community. And maybe really we should be talking about not just the power of community, but also the power of community that influences in a negative way. So how do you find your tribe? How do you find that, you know, we we found each other through a tribe. It's a big tribe, my valley, but I think we both agree that there will be people within that tribe that we probably don't get on with. But generally, the ethos of that tribe is something that we embrace within ourselves, and it's somewhere that we feel we can be, we feel safe. And if we look at the world at the moment, that can be challenging for people, and it can be a very lonely place. So I think we've got to accept, would you agree, before we wrap this up? this episode up that you can't do this alone at some point i think we've i think we've said this at some point you will you can go so far on your own but at some point you've got to find it's gonna be very lonely i mean trust me i did that yeah right (laughs) with my usual pattern and it just made me so lonely and so uh in my head even more Hmm. And it's just much harder. It's just much harder. And um, we're really not meant to walk uh, through our lives on our own. We're meant to be in tribes. We're meant to be in communities. We're meant to share everything, struggles and happiness. We're meant to support one another. Biggest reward uh, that, like, my heart really is the most, feel most rewarded when I'm able to help someone and when Hmm. I feel, or when I, you know, do a good job that, and then I see the fruit of it somewhere, you know, so someone, um, it helped someone one way or the other. So yeah. I think everyone has that, right? Like, the, so so that's why we talked about service being very important because we just... Um, it's serving the right community because if you're, if you're not yeah. serving the right people and they're not serving you back, then it becomes become lonely. Well, so yeah, think... then it's a different story as well. But so that th- just... I think that's... More evidence that the community and environment is important and uh um yeah i think as we walk this journey because remember this podcast is about a journey and we've we've kind of in the first few parts of these podcasts we've been really looking into where am i at the moment what is it that i need you know i probably need some tools how can i start that journey but if you don't know 
how to use the tools, if you don't know how to put the key in the ignition and start the engine, it's very, very difficult. And finding a community where you feel safe to go on that journey and share that journey with somebody is so, so important. So I think we'll pick that up in the next, in the next episode of, of the power of community and how you don't have to walk this journey alone. And I think that will be a really, really powerful one. So yeah, let's, let's, let's pick that up and dig into that on the next, on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this. I'd just like to say to everybody, if you are enjoying this, please share, please like, please subscribe on, on however you're um, listening. But one of the things you can do is you can serve the world by by letting people know that we're here. You can serve the world by allowing people to come on this journey together. Because as we said, I think in the first one, the bus is big enough for everybody. So please connect. Please have the courage to ask questions, whether that be on social media, um, at Thrives with Mags, um, at Marcus A. Matthews, whether that be on YouTube, drop a comment. What did you like about any of the shows? Yes, what did you like about the stuff we've done? Let's, let's, let's start to build the community. Let's start to, to share and ask those questions because we're here to serve, right? And um, we we don't want to walk on this journey alone. We want you with us. We want, want you to connect Bye. with us. So until the next time when we start to dig into community, let's build this community now. Um, yeah, and we'll see you on the next episode of Talking Minds. See you all very, very soon. Thank you. Bye. We know what we know, but we don't know what we don't know, right? So if we know our story, and even if we're not happy, we kind of stick to it and we become a victim to it. How do we use it? Mags, how do we use it? <laughs>